Hey guys, it's Sarah. Thanks for bearing with us last week as we had a little delay in getting the episode out. We should be back on a fairly normal schedule from now on. I also want to ask you to bear with us a little bit on the sound on this one. We had to all sort of gather around one microphone because I had hurt myself and couldn't sit where I would have usually sat with two mics. Anyway, it's a good episode. We had a lot of fun recording it and uh, we hope you like it too. Thanks. Sarah, a working mom of a toddler and an elementary school kid. And I'm Claire, the mom of two boys who are also in elementary school, and I also work full-time. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hi, welcome to The Middle of Everything with Sarah and Claire. Hi, Claire. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) We're also here today with my friend, Annie, and Sarah's new friend. I don't want to, like, claim her. Well, she's sitting on my bed now, so I think she's my friend. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) A little backstory. Annie's husband, Richard, um, for people who have listened back through the archives, was our guest when we were talking about gaming with kids. Um, Awesome. If you haven't heard it yet, please go back and listen. It was a good episode. But (laughs) Annie made the comment as she walked into Sarah's bedroom. She's like, hmm, is this Richard's recording situation? Was he in your bedroom? Was not he was aware not. of this. No, that one was done in the studio. Thank sometimes, you very much. Yeah. Sometimes we're a little professional. Yeah. Not today. Not today. We're not today. Specifically, Sarah threw out her back. So I'm convalescing on the bed over here. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing like to share except, oils. yeah, I, I smell like essential oils. I've had no sleep and I'm leaned up against a bed of pillows as we podcast. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Annie. Uh, our guest today. She is a friend of mine from several years back now, I think. Um, She is an author. She works for a local nonprofit. Um, And just, you know, let me know that she was working on outlines for book number four. Four. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So you introduce yourself now. You'll do a better job than I did. Okay. Yes. All of that is right. Um, Annie Mitchell, um, I have a four and a half year old, been married to Richard for 12 and a half years. Wow. Um, and he was on your bed. No, he was not. (laughs) So. I just found out. That was already an awkward enough episode because Claire left me high and dry and I was like, I don't know this guy. (laughs) Okay. It was, it was awkward to start off with because you didn't know him, but the. I thought you guys had a great We had lots to talk about with video games. Well, and I recently commented to Claire that I need to talk to him again because we got a Switch for Christmas, and yeah. I've now been sucked into the depths of both my child playing video games and myself wanting to play. I haven't had much time lately to do it, but wanting to also play the game or two that we got that are more grown-up He'd games. He'd love like to Zelda. talk to you about it. I know. So the thing that I've realized is that watching your child – incorrectly play a video game is maybe one of the most patience testing experiences I've ever had. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. all I want to do is like grab, like, like, just give me that. Let me like, you got to do it this way, you know? And like yeah. jump over the hole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so, and yeah. he asked me for help, but then sometimes he goes off on like a weird tangent and wants to do his own thing. And I'm like, okay, I mean like this isn't the most efficient way to get to this goal, but sure, whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> I have to like, rein it in and walk away from him. Let him actually play it like a kid sometimes. 
And and we are in fact talking about Pokemon when we're talking mm-hmm. about its frustrations. <laughs> I I have to like reel it back from not grabbing and taking it from him sure. sometimes. But yeah, it's it's been a fun thing. <laughs> Which sort of you know what sort of led us into our topic for this week. Last week I talked a little bit about having this like winter fatigue of like too much too many video games, too much TV, too many movies. And being subjected to both good and bad kid movies over the last couple months. So we thought we would talk about movies <laughs> for kids. Yeah. Movies from more recent. So things we've been introduced to as parents. Mm-hmm. So things that our kids are watching now or have watched. Um, and then also, I'm at the point, and I don't know if you guys are here yet, where I'm totally like dousing my children with like nostalgia movies from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes with varying degrees of like that was a good or bad idea, like mm-hmm. mostly bad, mm-hmm. mostly it was a bad idea, like in you know, in retrospect, yeah, <laughs> or me over um thinking that it was for a younger age than it really was, right? So 100%. there's a lot of like disconnect there for me, so yeah, so um, we're gonna run through some of our best worst and. I'll be interested to see if we have any overlap. We did, so we did do a um, Christmas movie episode a while back. So I tried to stay away from Christmas movies uh-huh. because yeah. that also, by the way, features highly on like my nostalgia chart. Totally. From when I was a kid, <clears throat> but everyone already knows how I feel about Home Alone. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So we're gonna keep it mm-hmm. keep it non holiday specific. Good. All right. Should we take a quick break and then come back with our list? Absolutely. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. All right, Sarah, you get us started. Let's, okay, so first of all, let's talk about what our kids are watching now. The movies that you are on board with, that you love for some reason or another and the ones that drive you a little bit batty totally so another reason that this topic sort of came to mind recently is we went to see the new lego movie at the theater Mm -hmm. lego movie 2 followed up the next weekend with a complete lego movie marathon so first one batman ninjago i think as a collection those are the best Kid movies for parents to watch. Like, I do not mind if my kid wants to watch Lego Batman. Mm -hmm. I will rank them. I will tell you what I think. Batman, best. Really? Lego Batman. controversial. I I think. Out of the four. So, Lego Batman, best. First Lego movie. Second Lego movie. Mm -hmm. Ninjago, I feel, is strongly at the bottom of the pile. However, we watched it again, during this marathon, and it was funnier than I had remembered. So we did Lego Batman on heavy, 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 heavy rotation for (laughs) several months when it first came out to the point that my, which now he's seven, maybe he was like five a couple years ago, right? Could recite every line Mm -hmm. to the entire Lego Batman movie. So I, I feel like I'm pretty well entrenched in those. So I think just as a collection, as a parent, those are the ones that mm-hmm. I have the least tell issue me, with. Okay, tell me why. What, okay. have, you, have you pinpointed what about Lego, the, like that? Okay, so you guys have seen these, of right? Course. Yes, yes. I love them. I appreciate them too. You agree. I mean, yeah. they. I think they have enough sort of, you know, jokes for parents that mm-hmm. only parents get the reference, but they're not so far over the kid's head. I mean, they don't they don't get why it's so funny that the like 
is it Richard Marks or whatever song comes on when uh, Lego Batman sees Barbara Gordon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the what is that song? I just died in your arms. That's just not. Who sings that? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay, whatever that is. It must have been something <laughs> <Yeah>. you said. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to Google it. I don't know who it is. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> copyright, copyright yeah. guys. I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, so, I mean, the kids still think it's funny, even though they don't quite get why. And then we still Maybe get enough I of the don't jokes. Get why that's funny. So it's just so like cliche, like okay, okay, movie, but, it wasn't like, but it's ridiculous because they're like Lego figures. Yes, right. okay, no, I <laughs> then I got that. I okay. was afraid that there was some like you were like because in the third Batman movie starring whatever whatever they did this. If, I, I don't. And it was a callback. It, right, yeah, exactly. if it's that obtuse, I don't get it. But I did listen to the episode of Pop Culture Happy Hour when the Lego Batman movie came out. Okay. One of the guys on that panel is a, a legit Batman expert. Like, he's yeah. written books about Batman. Oh, that's <laughs> and he title. got some of the deep, deep cut references, like, back in there. I mean, there's some that anybody could get, you know, because sure. if they just know a little bit about... I mean, there's some, like, Adam West throwbacks and some things like that. But I think there were even more layers that someone who really knew a lot about Batman would probably get even more of those jokes. The other thing that's nice is as kids tend to do, you watch things on repeat a million times. And I felt like every time I saw that movie and again, those movies as a whole, there were more jokes that maybe I didn't catch the first time, just either distracted or didn't quite register the line or whatever. So I'm, I'm making a case Lego movies as a franchise. Yeah. I'm I'm on board. Okay, fantastic. Wor- uh, worst movie. Worst? Any Pokemon movie? Yeah. Any anime type movie? Yes. Dear God. And I have recently been resubjected to several of those because we've had a Pokemon resurgence in our house because of the Switch game. Mm-hmm. And now we're we've got more cards, we've got more interest, and now my little guy is three is because his brother is interested in it. He is requesting these as well. I cannot with those movies. Okay. So Annie Dex is five. He's four and a half. He's four and a half. Yeah. Is is Pokemon in your like awareness sphere yet? No, he's watched a few Netflix shows, Mm -hmm. but he's not really engaging. Yeah. Completely. I think it's like when other kids at school get it or into Mm -hmm. it or have the cards, like they sneak them in their backpacks and stuff. Cause that's when it started for us. Same. Yeah. We went to, um, we went to the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, and he saw the preview for the new yeah Pikachu um, Pokemon. Pikachu. The, the, he was yeah. very intrigued. That is either yeah. going to be so terrible or so funny. Yeah, and I really think it's going to be terrible, and I'm afraid for myself because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it'll pleasantly no surprise me. No, yeah, maybe it'll pleasantly surprise me. Well, and so I agree. The Lego movies, I enjoy them, and I can have them on in the background. Yeah, um, Big Hero Six. Yes. We watch that probably three, still three times a week. Wow. He loves that. That is an amazing movie. And you love it too, right? I mean, the first, the first decade of times, I I, I appreciated it, but um, uh, he he didn't really understand that Mm -hmm. his brother had died until very recently. Right. And he's just, you know, he'll be watching it and he will get emotional and then we kind of get through it. But he's just now kind of questioning what that means because right. he somehow thought that the brother came back at the end of the movie because the you know robot you know showed the video. That's right. 
if I don't know. It's been a little it's while. It's retrievable to you, but yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, the brother dies. The brother dies. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I have the whole movie. I can recall <laughs> yeah. every scene. She's like, and then yeah. this happened. Yeah. But, um. No, that's a great one. Yeah. Up. We like up. Yeah. Um, we always fast forward through this dead part. Yeah. Again. <laughs> well, and have you guys, I think at some point I had to have the conversation with my older son. Somebody dies in every Disney movie. Yeah. The parent usually dies. Frozen. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't know yeah. why. That's a thing. Like, I mean. Yeah. I will say this. I'll make the case for it being better. Like, the Frozen model mm-hmm. where it happens at the beginning really quickly and sort mm-hmm. of remotely a gently rolling ocean and wave. then exactly and then Takes and then the, the parents of the movie out. like moves on yeah right the problem like the lion king which is a train wreck in our house <laughs> is that like you've become attached to this character the yeah. father figure and like his death scene is quite extensive lot. yeah like it's not i mean we really focus in on that kid killed his dad basically mm-hmm. with his actions <laughs> i mean not really that's yeah. like that's how you're supposed to feel, right? And, and my kids feel 100 percent of that. Every, it's like a every lot. nerve, and it's just like right in the middle. And there's just it's really hard to come back from that. Hakuna Matata, or no? Like yeah, it's hard exactly. to pull it back from that. Right. Yeah. Like the emotional roller coaster is a little too steep on yep. that one. So I'm they're saying, remaking like, the Rose Lion King. Did you see this? They're remaking. Yeah, it? I with, wondered if, it, like, if that was actually kind of part of it. You guys, yeah. I know nothing. I haven't googled this or anything, but it would not surprise me. Like I, I feel like. For a really good story, and like I've seen, have you guys seen the live production of it? Mm-hmm. Um, the musical. It's been years. It's incredible. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. it's a really, yeah. really great story. But I, I can't tell you how many parents I've talked to who are like, "My, we, we can't get past. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, our kids can't get past it." Yeah. I wonder if on the next round they're going to be a little softer with the. Uh, Is it going to be animated or like I you know how they're doing Aladdin as live action now? I think it's the CGI. Okay, stuff. CGI. Okay. That's the word I can. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, the death scene's gonna be a little more graphic, <laughs> or less. Hopefully, right? <laughs> oh, it's very bloody. Yeah, it's bloody death. Guys. Okay, so what else? Um, uh, okay, another staple in our household is Labyrinth with David Bowie and mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Connelly. That's kind of a great, which one. is one of my beloved childhood movies and yeah. Dex still constant rotation does it freak it. him out for some I think it's because we introduced him to it so okay young. we <laughs> almost young. picked that one it's a little freak because I think parts. it's on Netflix right uh I, we have the okay I think it is and we almost digital. picked it a couple weeks ago and we were afraid some of it honestly for both kids because we were like the I, little guy yeah. what oh, no I just funny um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and I haven't seen it in yeah. probably 10 or more years it's so that. good yeah, I and mean, it's like so you know David Bowie and the spandex yeah. and it's just so the music's so good okay and, so I have to tell you why I'm laughing is because as we're having this conversation I'm having a flashback to I don't know if it's the last time it might have been two times ago when we were over at Annie's house for dinner and in the background we're just <laughs> sitting at the table we're just sitting there having dinner and in the other room God knows for, what it was for ambiance I think <laughs> <laughs> Had interview with the vampire. Oh, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even Halloween time either. No, it was just... and you, it was, but it was like an intentional choice. Like, you know what? Your friend's coming over. Let's put on an interview with the vampire. So I have my what kind of party. Was this? Hey, can well, she, I come next time? She be? says that she was 
like, she introduced Labyrinth, you know, and Sarah's kind of like, hmm, okay, interesting choice. Like, I just want to be clear that Annie and Rich are cool. Like, they've no, like, they, no, they no. got, like, a vibe going on, so. I just, I have a cozy place with movies, and for some reason, the interview with Vampire, I was like, my friend's coming over, we're gonna have some wine. That's what I need. Just, it's cozy. I like the ambiance. Such a yeah, talent. She, I mean, really. Did she win an award for that performance? She should have. I'm not sure. I hope she did. Okay, derailed. That was what about any bad movies? Okay, I we did have a okay. So another one of my favorite movies from childhood was The Last Unicorn. Mm, Animated early, I think it was early '80s, but Mm -hmm. I loved it, and so I was immediately like, "Oh, Dex is gonna love this too. He's my child." Did not get it. And there are moments in it where he got a little freaked out. Because mm-hmm. there's like a anthropomorphic tree or something mm-hmm. that becomes like a woman with giant breasts. It's very oh. weird. And it, <laughs> it understandably freaked him out. And we haven't been able to go back to it. No. no. But it's still on my um, list of like, this is going to be a favorite. Someday you'll appreciate these giant breasts and we're going to make like, this happen. If I just play in the background while yeah. we're eating breakfast, Start to love it. Yeah. Like associate it with pancakes. Well, because it's like a pretty tree. I mean, a pretty unicorn. (laughs) And, you know, she's the last unicorn and she becomes a woman. It's so good. (laughs) I have no recollection. It's very like 80s music and um, kind of haunting synth music. It's it's really good. I'm going to make it one of his favorites, (laughs) but it didn't go well. (laughs) No. Sometimes they don't. So we had. And I, I think we're going to talk about more, this more later, too. But we watched The NeverEnding Story oh, as a movie night a, a few months ago. We almost had to turn it off mm-hmm. at the point where the horse dies. Because Our that text. is horrifying. Yeah. And I we did not remember this. We just remember he drowns in the, the boy who, by the way, looks exactly like both of my children. Oh. The kid in The NeverEnding Story. We're watching yeah, it and we're yeah. like, oh. God, this is like our kids. Like, if if our that. two kids melded into one kid, they look exactly like that kid. Anyway, I mean, I'm not kidding. When that horse falls into the muck or the mm-hmm. swamp or whatever mm-hmm. it is, I don't remember now. He got so upset. My older son, I, my little one. Again, this probably should not have exposed my three year old to this, but mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, Bowie got so upset. He he cried. He wanted us to turn it off. He didn't want to watch it anymore. I mean, he was like, "Why are you guys showing me this?" I mean, he was like accusing. <laughs> Of like, you know, I mean, we were. It was bad, so we had to kind of we had to turn it off. Yeah, talk about it for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, promise him this. It was not the whole. It's not going to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. The movie. I didn't remember when we watched it. Grant remembered that the horse comes back at the end. Spoiler alert! Never ending story, everybody. But you had to say spoiler alert. Sorry, before before. yeah. That's the I said it and then, spoiler. Yeah, sorry. Spoiled for for this Full '80s spoiler. movie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of warning at the beginning. 
Uh, yeah, spoiler alerts for work. so many '80s movies. <laughs> anyway, but it was it was a production. It was probably like a 20 minute pause to like yeah. get through this trauma of the horse dying in this very like violent, graphic, sad way. Yeah, and then move on. So I similar minus the boobs, but yeah, yeah like, <laughs> it's it's definitely there's some questionable scenes in a lot of those movies. Yeah. So your kids and my kids are really close in age mm-hmm. and so I think we're probably exposing our like we're in the same yeah like the I'm like in the middle thing, of you guys you've got Lego the older thing. one you've got I'm like I've got yeah. I'm in both zones right now but my poor three-year-old mm-hmm. gets shown gets things right yeah up. like gets yeah. shown yeah. all kinds of craziness because his brother wants to watch it so, so I was just reflecting on that because a lot of my answers are going to be similar. So mm-hmm. I we really liked the Lego movie, number mm-hmm. one. I think two was good. Batman was good. I would not put Batman in front of Lego movie. I think Lego movie crazy one talk. was such a, a moment, like a cultural moment, that they got that so right yeah. when it could have gone in a lot of different places that I think now they have the formula. I think they've done a good job yeah. of replicating and keeping things not... So, like, not being stale with, mm-hmm. for example, Batman or whatever. And I, li- I really liked Lego Movie 2 felt like the exact right evolution of mm-hmm. Lego Movie 1. Like 100%. It, it, it felt right. But I still think, like, Lego Movie 1 was the one. It's like, so it was good. the one yeah, yeah. that sort of set the set the bar for me. Maybe so. it was, the like, the Batman joke part. I mean, I think... that you're really into Will Arnett? That, that yes, is, 100%. That is, a, that is mm-hmm. definitely part of that. Yeah. Like... Anything he does, sure. I'm 100% in. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I felt like for Lego Batman, there were more points where I was like laughing out loud multiple times into it mm-hmm. and like sure. still continue to laugh. And I think that's my issue. Issue is not even the right word. I agree with you completely. I think it I was. I mean, for the record, we're they, arguing over the ranking of Lego movies yeah. right now. Oh, <laughs> and sorry. we're adults. What yeah. Do we, what do we think this podcast is, you guys? <laughs> Are we too fancy for that? No. No. Okay. So, um, lots of jokes. I think they nailed it on the jokes. Mm-hmm. What What was so perfect about Lego Movie 1, when you watched it the first time, was the reveal at the end. Yes. And, like, the, the whole understanding that this whole experience was happening in the context of, like, this parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. And... You could still laugh and all of that stuff, but right. the, but like that sort of like light bulb moment that comes sort of ten minutes before the end of the movie or whatever it was the first time you see it. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> um, what it made it for me? Yeah. It made it the full package 100%. from a storytelling perspective, and so that's just hard. I think to I agree that didn't get replicated the same way in Batman. But anyway, um. So what I would add, but I, but so that was my number two choice. My number mm-hmm. one was the Incredibles franchise. That was my Gosh, number two. I about the Incredibles. That was yeah. gonna be so we so just flip flopped our answers I can't there. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, because we've watched a lot of that That's recently huge. too, because the second one just came out, and we've done the same thing, gone back and sort That's of rebinged. Rotation. Yeah, and this is yeah. one. It might be controversial, but this is one where I'm gonna argue sort of the inverse of what I just said. I think two might be better than one, which is hard yeah. for me to say because I thought one was fantastic. Totally. But it, and they're just so um, stylistically specific um, from an <laughs> animation perspective. Like, they're just, like, the, the sharp angles, the way they animate that, the mm-hmm. family dynamics. And Elastigirl the, being kind of a Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love the way they kind of flipped that mm-hmm. on um, its head in mm-hmm. Incredibles 2. So... 
I think the bad guys are pretty inventive. Totally. Anyway, I, I'm that's one I can watch and have watched without complaints multiple times. So Agreed. for right now, for what my kids are into, that's that's definitely my top. The other thing I love about The Incredibles is the sort of mid-century vibe of the whole thing, which totally. obviously I'm like paying attention to like the, you know, the way the houses are designed and even the... Um, the woman that does the wardrobe, yeah, I'm, I'm losing Edna. her name right now, Edna. Like yeah. her house, and I mean, I don't know, like just, you can look at all that, and it, it's a part of the More narrative. details for, yeah, yeah an adult the aesthetic to take in, I guess, that's yeah. not just like kid jokes being barfed out yeah, at me. Yeah, and I so. don't know why they picked that aesthetic for that. Like, it's not intrinsic to the story. Like, no. They could have told that story without it, mm-hmm. but I guess that's what I was trying to say earlier, like stylistically so right. specific. Like, it takes... For some reason, now every time I see that, I think Incredibles. Yeah. Like you know, they, it, they whatever decision mm-hmm. was made there. I, I wonder how it was made, but it yeah, worked. Totally. I thought for sure. And then for the for the ones that I can't take, it's also Pokemon. And I yeah. just gotta tell you, like it was never my thing. It wasn't my thing when I was a kid. It wasn't like I didn't get into the the app game Pokemon thing. I didn't ever play the cards. I don't know it. I don't get it. So for me. It just is very, like, grating. Mm -hmm. Um, There's something about the voices. and Also, I've just never been, like, an anime as a genre person. So, um, you know, when those are on, like, I just kind of leave the room. Like, I just can't. And I probably haven't given it a fair shake, but... No, there's no fair shake. It's it's terrible. (laughs) What about it is it? Is it just so so, um, overly simplified? Like, the dialogue? I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but it, there's yeah. something about it that it's is also more kind of grading than made normal. to sell product, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it kind of, yeah. I don't know the origin of Pokemon. I think it started, it started as the cards, right? And mm. then it became the animated series. I don't know. Or that. vice versa. Okay, I'm if you're listening, sure. if you can hear my voice right now and you know the, the sequence of events for Pokemon, let us know. Hit us up on our on the social medias yeah. because I'm, I don't know this. There are definitely but. people that know all this. I also mm-hmm. was never into it as a kid. But it's it's the voices. It's the fact that the the Pokemon themselves just repeat these little <laughs> noises like yes. over and over again. Yeah. And then in addition to legit Pokemon, there's like a million little knockoff versions of it. Like the um, Yokai and the... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like 10 Yu-Gi-Oh. different... Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. Like they're, and they're all basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's even one called Dinosaur King that is like... That type of sort of look and storytelling, but they have dinosaurs that come out instead of Pokemon. I don't even, I can't even remember. It's mm. awful. And I think we're past that one. I don't think we're, I hope we don't ever revisit it again with my younger son. But it's, it is terrible. Yeah. It is legit terrible. Mm. So I'm just, yeah. Any of that whole genre of anything is like the worst thing for a parent to have mm-hmm. to sit and especially and we don't usually let our kids pick those for like a movie night where we're all gonna sit together like oh, that's never. a like I'm I'm making dinner turn on whatever you want kind of thing like sure. but they have tried to pick those on movie night and we're just like no like we're not we don't want to sit and watch that so I told you girls um before we started recording that I was actually having a really hard time thinking of so we think of the movies from our childhood like it's really hard for me to identify bad movies and I think kind of some of my good <laughs> ones are actually maybe bad ones mm-hmm. but but looking through like the nostalgic lens everything feels like good and warm and cozy if I watched it as a kid like I don't have any that just completely scarred me right <laughs> um so 
I'm gonna, these are gonna be kind of some more mainstream maybe than others. Totally. So my first one is Aladdin to keep it animated. Mm-hmm. Like per our earlier conversation, that was the one where you got that Aladdin was an orphan, but like, and you got that Jasmine's mom wasn't in the picture, but there was no sort of tragic moment that befell anybody. Like her, her dad's still alive at the end. Oh, I thought a lot about this. Like, I, yeah, it was really funny. Robin Williams as the genie was mm-hmm. brilliant. The music was amazing. Yeah. The visuals were like nothing this little American girl in the 1990s had ever seen. <laughs> I mean, real realistically, like yeah. For me, it was it w- really was a whole new world, you guys. <laughs> and I remember just becoming obsessed, mm-hmm. like just thinking everything, you know, um, culturally, like in that vein, was so cool and different and awesome to me. So um, loved it, I, yeah. I, and I think a big part of it was like there, you didn't have to go through this emotional crash to get to the good stuff. Like there exactly. were, de- it was definitely like te- like they built tension about getting stuck in the cave, but it wasn't. I wasn't sobbing my eyes out at any point. Okay, so that's one. Two, Princess Bride. Which, 100%. Was that on your yeah. list? Did you say words, Annie, about Princess Bride? It is my all-time favorite movie. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I know the entire yeah. movie backwards and forwards. I even read the book, the William Golden book, that it was based on. It's on my bookshelf. I love that movie. Have you watched it with your son? He is not interested. Okay. I've Same. tried to watch it, but he initially thinks it's like, well, it's kind of like the kissing, you it, know, like a romance. The word princess is in the title, yeah. which has immediately turned my older mm-hmm. son off. But I've tried to explain. Like, we, like I've just tried. wait for the yeah. sword fighting and wait yeah. for the giant and wait for them, you know. Oh, maybe I'll just put it on and not tell him what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I think I need to do that sneakily next time. Yeah. So, you know, okay. So this came out when like mid 80s or whatever. Is this, have have you rewatched it recently? Are there any oh, yes. like yeah. questionable word scenes that would be, because this is the case with a lot of 80s movies, right? Not really. It's, it's actually very innocent. Okay. I mean, it does have, yeah. it, it does have kind of like mortality and like, you know, yeah. right. death and, um, but it, but it's, it's a little funny. Innuendo. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, more, it's very innocent. Yeah. It's very innocent. I think. So, because we're all woke in this bedroom, um, I'll just tell you there's some problematic gender sure. role stuff, right? But I think even that, like... Christopher Guest kind of is, as the six-finger man. Yeah. I mean, it's just everybody in it is so, mm-hmm. so good. good. Yeah. You kind of look like the princess. Maybe that's why you were identifying yeah. with her. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think that's an okay one. Okay. I would recommend that. Carrie and always my, was like, I, I loved him. Yeah. I mean, I still, I mean, he's my perfect, I mean, you yeah. know, as me as like a seven year old, it's mm-hmm. like, that's who I will marry. And, of course. and Fred Savage, right? Yeah, Fred Savage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I think I am. Am I the same age as him? I feel like I am. Like, I feel that's like about right. I aged with the Wonder Years. Yeah. I think. <laughs> right. So I don't, Peter I get a lot Falk of, as I the grandfather. Oh, it's really, just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about it. Um, and then my last, my last one that I'm going to say, which I, this is the one in particular that I think might really be bad, but I thought it was really good <laughs> is Troop Beverly Hills. Did you guys watch <laughs> I never saw that. Like, is that Shelley Long? Yes. I have never oh, seen God. that hard on repeat. But I heard of like like have we talked about this before? Like before? Batman. No, I, you guys, <clears throat> you just insight window into my soul. Yeah. Right now. So 
So the concept is this mom who smokes out of like this weird Gruella Deville like yes nineteen like, twenties smoker thing, and it's Shelley Long with red like, hair too, big, right? Big yeah. curls. Mm-hmm. Um, she through a series of unfortunate events becomes the leader of this Girl Scout, but of course they can't call it yeah. that. But it's a Girl Scout troop and. She takes them camping, and it's all these girls are from Beverly Hills, so they all have stupid amounts of money and just terrible, like rich kid stories. Mm-hmm. And so, she's like, like a troop leader from exactly. The and we're, yeah. well, no, she brings them together, no. and like in the woods, they figure out that they actually are kind of badasses, oh. and like they do have some mm-hmm. skills, and like they can do anything. But then you get all the like traditional Girl Scouts that are around them that are like, who are these girls, and who is that? Leader walking around in you know four inch heels with her cigarette holder. Isn't there a part where she tailors the group leader's uniform to like because it's not flattering enough or something? Yeah. Like oh why would I put that on my body? And then she yeah tailors it and so yeah it like I said it was like it was like candy (laughs) for me like I just could not get enough of it. Mm -hmm. I thought she was so cool. I thought the whole like I mean you kind of wanted to be them but. Yeah, nicer. Yeah, but nicer. Exactly. The girls rolled up to camps in limos. Like, it was, yeah. It was I, pretty great. I have seen that. It's been many years, but I do. I, I, I don't, I would not have ranked it. <laughs> it would have not been. But I, now I kind of feel like I want to go back and watch it again because. I'm having fond memories now I of it. Feel like yeah. that's my next Halloween costume. Oh, so, genius! That would be oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah, okay. and I'll get be, a little uh, rent cup. hair rent. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, you should totally I'm gonna do Buttercup. I mean, believe me. I, I so, but you asked the question earlier. Okay, well, let's hear your well. Your so movies. this will lead into what I was gonna say. So to spark my memory on this, I just did a quick little Google top '80s movies just to kind of mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. juices flowing. Mm-hmm. What was happening in the 80s is what I want to know because, A, are we, is this why everyone my age is crazy? B, I mean, like, what were these people thinking? So, okay, just for a little recap here for top 80s movies. The Goonies contains skeletons, pirates, creepy dead people, weird stuff. Yeah, agree. Amazing. Tons of swear words also. Think. Stand by me. Dead body. I mean, like, then we go down, the labyrinth is included on this. Mm-hmm. I do like the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites, so so bad it's good, but so creepy, I won't show it to my kids now, The Dark Crystal. Oh, I forgot about The I Dark mean, Crystal. I mean, oh, that's what? an excellent movie. No, I don't know anything oh. about it. But also really warped. Like you're visuals. further and further. Sorry, I keep screaming. <laughs> a little warped visuals. It's wonderful. Stage, yeah, y'all. I'm just saying. Um, Home Alone, The Sandlot, Hook. That's actually a good movie. Princess Bride is on this list. Yeah, but just reading so I am no. Okay, well I said the I said uh, the Dark Crystal. But my point my point is there's no animation on this list. Mm-hmm. It's all these sort of like kid live. Kids movies, the yeah, there and and it feels like the animation part. Now I'm a little bit older than you, so for me, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, those were in the '90s, so I was a teenager when those came mm-hmm. out. So yes, I love all those movies, and I went to see them as a teenager, but they're not those like childhood, sure. you know, yeah. type of movies. So in that same vein, um, another one that we watched on repeat 
and could do all the moves and say all the lines to was Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sarah Jessica Parker. What? I don't know what that is. Oh, for heaven's sake. No. Oh my God, you guys. Was it a dancing movie? Yes. You said there moved? Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt. Unidentified cute boy, um, and they're like Catholic schoolgirls, and her dad is like um, some kind of like army general and doesn't want Wait, her to is dance. This, is this Footloose for girls? Sort of, but okay. so so they live in Chicago, <laughs> and she wants she's a really good dancer, and she wants to go try out for this televised dance show. So like kind of a um, teenage version of um, like Solid Gold. Maybe. I don't know. There's there's dancers on this show. So they're holding open auditions. Okay. She has to sneak out, go to the audition. Helen Hunt is her wild and crazy best friend. Yeah. Helps her out. She gets through the audition process. Falls in love with her assigned partner. Of course. I mean, makes it to the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of dance routines. There are, I mean, this was, and I had a sister, so this is two little girls watching this movie, doing the dances, saying the lines. Again, probably a lot of highly inappropriate jokes yeah. that we just weren't getting at mm-hmm. that point. And now I've looked back and thought, oh, no. That was yeah. questionable, but oh, the one so, that good. We, so good. That I had a really great conversation with one of my friends about recently was she was going back and watching a lot of the sort of Brat Pack movies mm-hmm. with her teenage daughters. And a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those have some, we look back on them nostalgically, but um, 16 Candles has some really, you know, Ray Ray. kind <laughs> of mm-hmm. um, stuff going on and. You just, I, yeah, like, like to your point, like that was no wonder we kind of are where we are when that was like the most yeah. normal, like that was so normalized mm-hmm. all of the, that kind of language and behavior. But yeah, I'm not saying that about your movie. I'm well, no, saying, like, I, like looking back and going like, yeah, like, all these quote unquote kids movies that yes. have a million bad words. Like, I mean, we constantly, anytime we pull one of those mm-hmm. out of the archives of Netflix or whatever, mm-hmm. we have to either kind of. We don't usually pre-watch. We don't have that kind of time. But just, like, we've definitely stumbled into some and been like, did they did they hear that? Did they yeah. catch that? We're, like, looking at each other over the back of the couch like, oh, God. Well, in Goonies, there's a dead body, you know, yeah. in the freezer. And oh, that's right. So we, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> and we were watching it, and Dex was like, okay, this is, these are kids. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And then the dead body. And I was like, oh, Dex, what's over there? You know, trying to distract him. Because <laughs> so I completely story, I have my I let my six-year-old bring a – you know, have, he was having a sleepover. So his little friends, both in first grade, and we agreed that they could both pick a movie to watch. So um, – my son picks Goonies, and he picks it because he says he saw it at camp, oh. which I can only imagine they, they saw, like, the TV version yeah, or whatever, yeah. because really, like... Yeah, you, I'm I imagining just, your son explaining mm-hmm, death mm-hmm. to his mm-hmm. first grade mm-hmm. peer. And then his friend picked Indiana Jones, so honestly, oh, I think I just Indiana won the Jones. lottery. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. great. I now, because I was, you know, teed up for a night of Pokemon. Yeah. That's what was going to have to happen. And instead, I get Goonies and Indiana Jones. I'm like, sold. Done. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. So I put, so we start Goonies on Netflix. And yeah, I mean, the, I'm going to get this a little bit wrong, but approximately 10 shits in the first, <laughs> right. first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the best part was my kid doesn't register. 
take, take, that, <laughs> take that however you want to. But his friend turns around and looks at me and says, Mrs. Combs, I don't think we're allowed to watch this. Like, <laughs> I've heard, and he, ha- he has been keeping counts. Like, I've heard like seven S words, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I think we're okay. I think we're going to like push through, but. Does it, well, first of all, I was like, does that make you uncomfortable? And yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just not sure I'm allowed to hear that word. And I said, totally. Um, so. What do, do you I think going off? on in Indiana Right. Jones? Exactly. Yeah. Like, so anyway, we pushed through and he loved the movie and whatever. But yeah, Indiana Jones also, by the way, a little bit of language. Yeah. So I'm telling his mom at pickup the next day. I'm like, just so you know, if he brings it up. You know, yeah. we watched it and it was rated PG. Mm-hmm. So this is this is me going. I chose it because it was rated PG, and um, but there was some language in there. So I mentioned this to a colleague, and she said, "Oh yeah, that's because the PG thirteen rating didn't even happen until the mid eighties." Mm-hmm. Um, so I I fact checked that, and it is accurate. I still think it was before the Goonies came out, though. But I will tell you that 1984 was the year that PG-13 became a thing. So yep. before that, mm-hmm. it either had to be PG or R. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching any movies before 1984, just know that, you know, that's a thing. PG-13 didn't exist yet. But I want to know if you guys know what the movie was, the first movie that got a PG-13 Ooh. rating. Hit us I think I've with heard her. this you before, know? but I don't, I, uh, hang on. Let's have a long moment of silence this on your podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, could it have been ding dong? Copyright. I don't know. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It was <laughs> Red Dawn starring Patrick Swayze. Whoa. Was PG 13? PG 13. And huh. the Goonies wasn't. Exactly. That is shocking. Exactly. My fact, my source is the History Channel, you guys. So if yeah. you yeah. my facts are wrong. Go talk to them. That's but so yeah. interesting. You. So 1984, Red Dawn, first mm. PG-13. So Interesting. Yeah, something to think about. But but so we had that moment. I know so mm-hmm. many parents have shared, you know, this mm-hmm. these ideas of like watching these sort of yeah. nostalgic. We had the same experience classics. with Ghostbusters. Mm. It came out, I think, in 84. So I don't know if it was before, yeah. you know, it was somewhere caught in that. Yeah. Time warp of... That was one of our bad... Questionable what, things. What, but what was weird about Ghostbusters? A lot of bad words. There's uh, some set... Yeah, yeah, there's a part where the ghost is, like, going under the covers on Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> there and, are no covers. Okay, that's what think. it is. I think they're, like, his belt comes Thats right, undone. that's right. The belt comes undone and the pants yeah. come down. Yeah. And... I don't remember He's getting this. some action from a ghost. And for a while, we would just, like, distract... My son, like, when that was coming like, on. What's over there? Because, like, like, the I first time it happened, he didn't get it. Like, he just, it didn't register. Yeah. He wasn't Spectral paying attention. The, and then we, is what it's yeah. called, actually. I know the term. I Googled this as well. For another research just, project. you know, for my novel. And it's called Spectral Fallatio. Okay, so Ghostbusters, warning, contains Spectral Fallatio. <laughs> Glacia. I can't. I can't say it without giggling. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a fair amount of profanity in that one too. But that was a bad experience for my son um, when we had that on because it was one of our favorite movies, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't get through that first you know library scene where all stuff is coming off the walls. He it freaked him out too yeah. much because it's still pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the yeah. images are pretty scary, and then that 
next week, he was afraid to go to bed. Oh. So we haven't tried Ghostbusters yeah, again. Yeah, no, I wouldn't yeah. either because bedtime is secret. Yes, yeah, it if is. It messes bedtime, if it messes it's with not, bedtime, it's not worth it. Okay. Well, and the idea of things going through walls was very, mm-hmm. um, he kept saying, like, something could come through the wall, you know, like ghosts mm-hmm. passing through the walls. So yeah. we're, we're going to give that a few years. But the labyrinth doesn't freak him out? No, I don't know why. <laughs> so- I'm not sure why, because it's very fanciful, and there's, like, Jim Henson kind of, Maybe like, it's, puppets. All I remember and... is the, like, floating baby, and just, like, isn't that, is that the one with the floating baby? There are, uh... <laughs> are there more? There... <laughs> is there another 80s movie with the floating baby? <laughs> well, there's, like, this weird, like, M.C. Escher staircase scene oh, at that's the end, right. where the baby's, like, walking up. Upside down and, and oh, you know what has a floating baby? And... The second Ghostbusters movie. Yes. Okay. Sorry. That is I'm creepy getting... with the nanny <laughs> and the my button. floating baby. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. He's Vigo, right? It's the one. Yeah. Peter yeah. McNichol. He's Vigo. Yes. Okay. So I guess it's just an MC Escher crawling baby in the yeah. labyrinth. That's, that's not creepy that's, at all. Yeah. Totally fine. <laughs> Makes you think. We have we do want to show our son that because his name is Bowie, so he's always interested in Aww. anything related to David Bowie. That's so cool. That was I think yeah we, it, we I think we had had a recent experience. Maybe it was right after the Never Ending Story uh-huh. meltdown, and we saw the labyrinth, and we were like, maybe not tonight. Like it was within a couple weeks of that, and we were like, I don't remember everything, and how is it too weird? Yeah. I think The Dark Crystal's on Netflix right now, too, because I was thinking about pre-screening that one. Mm. Yeah, that one has some very dark uh, images. Like, the yeah. I forget what they're called, but, like, the bird people. Yeah, that it's are, pretty creepy. It's pretty creepy. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm putting it on terrifying. next time I have a party. Can I tell you yeah. guys that Troop Beverly Hills was my... <laughs> When I was a kid, I'm not here. I'm not tracking with you guys. Yeah, it's okay because I celebrate differences. Yeah, we've but. got the nerd contingency yeah. over here. Claire's like the cotton candy. I brought it. I brought it hard. So my my childhood movies are kind of so I have to frame it because some of them are like this is a kid movie and it's appropriate, but then I also had so I had a brother who was four years older. I had a sister that was 12 years older. So when I came along, they were watching, you know, a whole range of like kind of kid movies and then also not so kid movies. Mm-hmm. So I also loved like Aladdin. And I remember that, you know, but I was a little bit older, I think. When, I can't remember what was year it, it came in out. The 90s. But early 90s. Yeah. Um, Princess Bride is another one. Return to Oz. Oh, remember yeah. Remember Return to Oz with the Wheelers? Yes. That is a movie that I was also terrified <laughs> of, like TikTok, mm-hmm. and then uh, Feruza Balk, yeah. you know, made famous in later years yeah. with um, what, The Craft or what? Yes. She was big mm-hmm. 90s. Anyway. Um, kind of 90s yeah. yeah, 90s goth Yeah. Um, loved that movie. So I have those that were like kid movies, but then I also, my family loved Mel Brooks. And we always watched Blazing Saddles, Mm. Not Appropriate, um, History of the World Part One, Not Appropriate. (laughs) Well, I remember watching Spaceballs as a kid. Spaceballs, Not Appropriate. appropriate. (laughs) Loved it. Young Mm -hmm. Frankenstein. Is actually pretty innocent, but there are themes. Yeah. Um, so that was a big one. Also, we lived in very close quarters. You know, my mom and I usually shared a sleeping space, and she was often, you know, not ready to go to sleep. And mm-hmm. so 
this has kind of played into my adulthood too, where like, I cannot go to bed in a completely silent room. You need to have a TV on? I have to have that something. ambient yeah, glow of okay. television and sound. Yeah. Because otherwise, if I try to, if if I like am at a hotel or, you know, not home and it's like a dark, quiet room, my brain is just yes. doing jumping jacks, you know? It lulls me to sleep. Totally. To me too. And yes. I think it's from always being in that space with my, with my family. And they were always watching television. So my brother was always up later than I was, but I was always like kind of half asleep, but also kind of awake. And any movies they rented. So, like, I remember watching Highlander, the movie. <laughs> and, like, yeah. when I was way too young to be watching Highlander. Like, where they cut their heads off and they get oh, energy. Yeah. For, I mean, it's not appropriate for a four-year-old. <laughs> and then, um, do you all remember Splash? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Who was the... Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Um love that movie that's one of my that was yeah. one of my and i was that a was kid a you know one, i wasn't yeah. like 15 i mean i was like yeah uh, yeah actually a kid um i also monty python movies oh, yeah. totally my whole childhood yeah so life of brian um the holy grail, the holy grail mm-hmm. um big part of of my childhood oh, so God, i get i yes like as you're describing this i'm like of course I know you and I know your sense of humor and all of this makes perfect sense to Well, me. and the, the Mel Brooks stuff was actually like very formative too mm-hmm. to me. Sure. And I shouldn't have been watching it at six and seven. Right. But, but I love that I did because I got it. And it, you know? and it Yeah. So we've kind of had a theme the last few weeks. I feel like on the podcast we've talked about this like sort of dangerous and you guys can't hear me, but I'm using air quotes. Like dangerous <laughs> things you should have your kids do for sure. Like for sure, <laughs> tone those would down, say Blair. Some yeah. of those were, like, for example, watch like, the labyrinth with pi- pi- pocket knives. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, riding their bike around the neighborhood unsupervised. A lot of this stuff has age limits for sure. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, if you've got a fifteen-year-old, you're cool with them riding their bike yeah. around the neighborhood. <laughs> Hopefully, if you have a three-year-old, you're not cool with it. And the point was like pushing that boundary of like mm-hmm. your comfort level right. as a parent to kind of encourage your kids to feel brave and right. to have new experiences. And weirdly, I'm going to kind of put like this whole movie thing into that box too, because I think so. so Josh and I, my husband and I had this interesting conversation about kids bop, which he finds highly offensive, not just what because kids bop. So kids bop is where, well, I know this take, when my kid is older, uh, maybe my okay. kids don't. they're, they're touring right now. I think it's Tour? a bigger thing. Yeah. It's I a think band. It's a bigger thing with, girls i don't want to be gender specific but i do think that like my son heard about it from girls in his class is it like k-pop so the story is they take top 40 hits current top 40 Mm -hmm. hits re-record them as kids but it's the exact same song Mm -hmm. melody everything except anytime there's any kind of questionable word or innuendo innuendo they change it they replace it with like flowers replace it exactly (laughs) so um i'm I can't even think of an example, but yeah. you can listen to it. You get the idea. Yeah. The idea is uh, scrubbing pop culture yeah. to make it kid appropriate. So if you're concerned that your kid is going to pick up on some innuendo, if you're, they're listening to kids pop, they 100% won't. Yeah. And there's kids singing, which is what the kids love. It's like, because they totally, it's that whole like Disney clubhouse thing. Like yeah. you envision yourself. My son's pretty sure he could be a kid's boss. I kind of can. I don't like that. Right. So I'm sitting here going, look, it's annoying because I like 
the actual artists singing yeah. and it feels a little mm-hmm. cheap, but yeah. you know, whatever. Like it doesn't super bother me. Josh pointed out like his problem is like he's like, I learned about life <laughs> through some songs. Maybe <laughs> not like some Justin Bieber songs, but for real, for like a young kid, like mm-hmm. how else I mean, this stuff does. It does start seeping into your awareness young mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that you can sort it out and make sense of it. And kind of one of you were saying, um, like, your kid didn't get it until, like, the third or fourth or fifth or 20th mm-hmm. time they saw the movie. That mm-hmm. they kind of... And, and and it is kind of like that, right? Like, how else do you learn, like, that that certain words have context? Yeah, and, you know? right. And so, I, when I, under that lens, after he explained that to me, I was kind of like, yeah. And it also kind of shaped my thoughts on movies. It's mm-hmm. like, of course I'm going to tell my kids they can't drop shit into, like, every sentence they have. But if you see kids talking among other kids, exploring language that they're not allowed to say in front of their parents... Isn't that kind of how you learn how to drop a good S bomb? Like right. I don't know. Like, but I think it's how I learned. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, like, not to that. I think sometimes, like, yeah, as a mom, you might not be like, here, Dex, watch this, <laughs> right? But when we look back on stuff that we watched as kids, mm-hmm. like, did it really? Fuck well, us and up? I, yeah, I know. my childhood was pretty bohemian in that if I cursed my grandmother would be like well it's probably for a good reason right you know she because my grandmother helped raise me and I never felt uncomfortable you know expressing Mm -hmm. you know you know saying a curse word or 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 watching something that may not have been appropriate with them around right um because they always kind of my mother and my grandmother kind of spoke to me like a little adult and in Mm -hmm. some ways that was not great all the time, but, um, but I think it did make me, for instance, one of the big movies too was that we watched was Pink Panther with Mm -hmm. Peter Sellers. Yeah. Loved those movies and had a lot of kind of inappropriate themes, but I'm so grateful that I watched those because it's hard to find somebody Mm -hmm. who's seen all those. Like Rich, (laughs) when we first met in our teens, early twenties, I was trying to explain like, you know, like Peter Sellers, like, it's Mr. Clouseau. It's so funny. And he just didn't have any experience with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that, um, sense of humor right that, that in in those movies well and i think a lot of times it's sort of just it goes over their head and until it doesn't and then they like i was just thinking as you were talking about this do you remember going back and watching a movie as an adult and like getting all the jokes you didn't get oh, as yeah. a kid yeah. like mm-hmm. i specifically remember grease mm-hmm. watching that a lot as a kid and several of those jokes yeah, like right. yeah I knew it maybe wasn't appropriate but I didn't know what they meant by mm-hmm. it like or what that word meant or whatever and then I mean maybe not even as an adult like as a teenager then yeah. watching it again and being like oh I get like, it now like totally subtle like Greece no is not known for its subtlety right I remember <laughs> yeah like what I think it was more as like a teenager going yeah. back and like getting oh, all the jokes and all the stuff and um, you're like oh right so that's what that big, song was about <laughs> big movie uh Little Shop of Horrors. Oh my gosh! Didn't understand a lot yeah. of like the weird kinky dentist yep. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but when I was weird. a kid, I freaking loved that movie, and I would sing all the songs. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. later, I went back, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of weird." Yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Oh man, childhood, you guys. So I agree about letting them power through because I feel like you know. Again, I'll bring it back to the never-ending story of the horse thing but I mean he was glad after he 
we worked it out. We talked about it, and then we watched the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, that was our a really text good movie." Was Plus, he came back at the end, and that kind of made it all from better. Depression, but, yeah, and he sank into the depths That's, of severe clinical depression. I would say, like, know your thing as a mm-hmm. family, or yeah. as a, like for for us. To your point, Annie, language is not an issue. Right, mm-hmm. it just isn't. I ha- have and do use cuss words in front of my children. Judge me if you will. Um, it's just not a thing. And they know if they were ever to use them back to me, like hellfire would right. down on mm-hmm. them. So it's an adult thing. You can hear the word. You're just not allowed to use the word. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing for us. Violence is a thing for us. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it. how much my kids get exposed to it. And so I choose to filter in... Like, I'm less likely to wa- let my kid watch a Marvel movie, mm-hmm. for example, although they've seen some, than I would be some of these movies we're talking about where there's language or innuendo. Right. So, but that's my thing. And not every, and every family and every parent, mm-hmm. everybody's going to have their thing. So I think as long as you're kind of, like, self-aware mm-hmm. about what your own, like, comfort level and boundaries are, um, and then... Word to the wise, if you're having a sleepover, just, like, gut check with the <laughs> other parents to see if they Are share you okay? your boundaries. Because yeah. um, the other thing is my oldest, so my nine-year-old now, um, you know, very much is into, and his whole crew is into, like, the Marvel scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but those are all PG-13 for the most part. Um, and we've decided that for him, not for my six-year-old, but for him, we're okay with that. So... Um, but I'm still very, like, if we've got people sleeping over, just a quick text. Hey, yeah. what do you think about this? I think it goes a long way yeah. in, mm-hmm. like, building that, like, parental unit cohesion around it. Totally. Know, I hope someone would tell me if they weren't comfortable, and then I would obviously make a different choice. I but. think so. I think when you ask, it opens the conversation up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, then they if you... You just did it and then apologize later, you know, but then they might feel more uncomfortable with it. But if you're saying to them, is it okay? Then that opens them up to say, you know, I'd rather not. Can you guys pick a different movie? Sure. So, and I wouldn't feel bad, you know, I I can't think of an example right off the top that I would be really opposed. I mean, obviously like (laughs) R-rated gun violence, but you know, like a sleepover We're I I think we, we pick and choose with Marvel, like which ones are a little bit. You know, like Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp, those are kind of lighter, mm-hmm. fluffier. Like, yeah. he's seen those. But as much as he wants to watch Infinity War, I haven't like, yeah. <laughs> let him jump yeah. into that one yet. Why you do know? people disappear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've talked about, maybe I've said this, I can't remember if I have or haven't, but one thing that I use is Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard of mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, I don't totally agree with all their ratings necessarily, but what I like are, like, the synop- synopsis? Synopsis? Synopsis. Um, Because a lot of times, it's almost always for a movie I haven't seen Mm -hmm. or haven't seen in, like we went back, I I used them heavily for Star Wars because there's a lot of PG-13, but the early Star Wars are very mild, like Mm -hmm. the OGs from the 70s and my kids were fine with that. And then when we got into wanting to watch the prequels Mm -hmm. and everything else, like I had seen those, but it had been a really long time that we're all kind of melding so together bad. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, so yeah, bookmark that. <laughs> and they're worth bad. the two hour commitment. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I use common sense media just to kind of like refresh, like what happens here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I, I've told a lot of moms about that because moms and dads, because it's I think idea. it's a, so often we like, don't, 
as I walked into Goonies, not having <laughs> any real idea about what I was mm-hmm. starting. You know, sometimes it's helpful if you haven't seen it in a hot minute. Yeah. Kind of check it out. All right. Well, share your favorites with us mm-hmm. and we'll probably watch them with our kids because <laughs> as you can tell, we have varied interests. Um, Annie, tell yes. the good people about your books. And where they can find them. Uh, you can find my books on Amazon. And I have three up there right now. And um, their names are? Their names are... That's Summer <laughs> <laughs> that's summer Apart, Bad Things Done, and Entanglement. And they're kind of a broad range. I, so I I write kind of, kind of slice of life or literary fiction. That Summer Apart is uh, a novella. And um, then my other two books are The the Fun Stuff, which is more like supernatural horror. Um, I know. You're laughing. No, I'm not laughing. (laughs) Um, So I have these two spheres where kind of the slice of life and literary fiction is, I think, my most authentic writing voice. But then I also have like this... Um, horrific side, or the super like this love of like early the horror, with the, vampire side. the interview with the vampire side, the Richard Matheson side, the um, Stephen King side. Yeah. That it's just fun, and um, it's uh, so I'm working on kind of a fourth book right now, and then I always have kind of um, short stories going. But between work and having a young kid, it's it's just oh here's an hour, here's an hour. Um, so it's slow to get those books out there. Um, but yeah, check them out. Will do. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time.